Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Welcome back, everybody. It is a beautiful day to be alive. It is a beautiful day to be alive. I'm a case of the Mondays. But you know what? I hope every We're recording on Monday. You're listening on Wednesday. By Wednesday, I hope everyone had a wonderful day of love, okay? A Valentine's mm. And, you know, to be honest with you, I love love and I want nothing but love, like platonic love, friendship love, self-love for me tomorrow. That's the vibe. I have a few outfit choices. I don't know if you can see them in the back. I'm very excited. I'm going to karaoke with some gal pals and my sisters in town. Um, So, yeah, just just getting the vibe is going to be set right. Do you have Valentine's Day plans? You know, I forgot. I I, I always have been, I think, like, I'm anti-Valentine's Day because for so long, like, my dad was my Valentine, you know? So it was like, I kind of forgot about it until he called me and was like, I hope that you know that you're loved even though you're desperately single. Um, So I kind of, oh. like, have blocked, <laughs> like, blocked that out of my mind. And so I yeah. forget now that I have someone that I could celebrate that. Gotta love Valentine's Day. I think it's just, I'm just not hyped on that holiday. Uh, I feel like I like to be given, showered in gifts year round kind of thing. So it's like Valentine's Day is just another day. Also, I hate crowds on Valentine's Day. It's like we're all trying to celebrate love, but it's just so frustrating because it's like, I don't know. Can we like do some kind of system so that we're not all trying to go to dinner at the same day at the same place? Yeah, yeah. There's kind of downfalls for oversaturated holidays where everybody's yeah. trying to do the same thing at once. 100%. I don't think a holiday has ever gone out exactly how I wanted it to. Actually, and you know what also hasn't? When I have people in town, like my sister's in town, right? Or when mm-hmm. I have friends in town, my one, like if I make an 11-11 wish, every single time it's like, I just want a relaxing time with people I love in New York. That's my one manifestation because for some reason, I'm a chaotic human being. I just have that vibe. I'm okay with it now. I realize it is it is what it is. But uh, tell me why, you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have such a beautiful weekend, like with my sister, good vibes, good vibrations, going to, you know, only hang out with people I like, like nothing weird. Everything's going to go good. Um, Yeah, I know Saturday was weird, like started in hot with, with having my friends over. Things were going good suddenly. What the fuck? Someone tries to cyberbully me on TikTok. Well, it's, okay. Cyberbullying is kind of a big term for what this man in my past had the audacity uh, gumption to do. I'm very confused as to why you would try to quote unquote clap back for somebody on TikTok who wasn't clapping at you, who's not relevant in your life no more, and try to put a video of me and trying to hurt my feelings for no reason. I'm like, sir, haven't you hurt me enough? Am I... It was just, like, so embarrassing to be associated with somebody like that. Yeah. And now I'm just, like, I'm just confused as to, like, how I allowed somebody into my life. Like, I don't know. I, You know what? The, the trust issues are real, are present, are with yeah. us. Okay, so if any anybody test, tries to test me about, oh, my God, it's Valentine's Day. Like, let me take you out. Or, hey, love, it's Valentine's Day. I are getting blocked. I want, I want no love from men, from anybody that's not just my friend and myself, okay? It's embarrassing. Ella, it's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a uh, lot. It's a lot. Then we went to the club. Well, we attempted to go to the club. The club had a few of its own hiccups. 
and my friend ended up getting maced. And oh. um, then about 16 policemen surrounded us. And I don't know if you know, but I have PTSD from police officers. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm tired. I'm a tired girl. Sometimes life sends you a lot of tests, a lot of things in your life. And sometimes you just want peace and serenity. <laughs> you know, I... That is some trying times. That is, we got a little, I got a comment on one of my TikToks that it's like, oh, like you must be the friend with all the crazy stories. And I feel like we are the friends of the crazy stories. But sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, that's a I crazy don't... story that your friend got maced and then there's police officers. But like, that's not really fun. No. It's crazy and like a good, like that's a crazy story, but like not always fun. It's never fun. Actually, it, I'm glad like it's entertaining for you. Right. Uh, for me, yeah, not so much. <laughs> but, you know, another day to live life to the fullest. How you been? <laughs> another day, another dollar. You know, I was, interestingly enough, like, I have mostly good days. But when I have bad days, I'm like, oh, what is going on? What's going on in my little brain? Why am I, like, messy, depressy, sad? But um, I went on two hikes this weekend. Oh. Yeah. I, I got outdoors. That. I connected. You know, I was, I'm, like, one step away from, like, taking off my shoes and lying on the ground and, like, grounding myself to the earth. I was pretty close, but it was a little too muddy, and I had a new... Uh, athletic set on so I was like not today but I, it felt very good to be outdoors just smell some fresh fucking air not and it, there's something about being when you're just like quiet and you can just hear nature you just hear birds chirping and squirrels squawking that just brings it back to reality you know so that was very good um I'm excited I'm I, I'm trying to like spin the negatives to positives you know what I'm saying anytime I don't want to do something being like well at least I get to do it or like let's try it with a positive attitude for the next six months and then we'll reevaluate so that's what I'm just gonna try to do is just try to spin the positive and then keep on going I love that honestly even though things have been a little shaky I'm kind of in the same boat like today I was feeling a little obviously like sad sad I don't know weird but I was mm -hmm. like you know what tomorrow will be better I think spring is coming, baby. Like, the days are getting longer. I can yep. feel it. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, but it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, we're right back. We're almost <laughs> to the point where then I'm, you know, I'm out on my paddle board, and then nobody can hurt my feelings. <laughs> can you fuck know? with me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. All right. So should we get into today's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, great. So today we are talking about money. <laughs> money, money, money. Money, money, And we haven't really talked about money in a minute. It's been like two years since we talked about money. Wow. Yeah. And then two years, a lot has changed. My perception of money has changed a lot since I was just fresh out of college. Yep. And the kind of theme of this episode is too bougie for your britches. And we're going to get into it. But basically, like, I think some of y'all are stunting your own happiness for being too bougie for your britches, okay? Some of us can't all be super bougie hoes, and you need to enjoy the little bougie things in life instead of Ooh. buying a designer purse you can't afford, okay? 
Yes, period. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think definitely money has changed a lot. I used to be able to live up $500 a month. How was that possible? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was stressful, but it was doable at the time. Now it's a little different, but I think it's all about like perception and the way that you want to live life. I basically like heard about a study that like basically people who struggle through things end up being like happier overall than people that don't struggle through things. And so sometimes it's kind of like a blessing that I'm on the other side of really struggling. So it's just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have so much moolah because I went from having like a minimum wage job like three minimum wage jobs and working like 80 hours a week to have half of the amount of money that I have now. So that's crazy to think about. That is definitely crazy to think about. I've also seen, honestly, I've had a lot, I've met a lot of different people in my life and I've had a lot of people that grew up with different amounts of money. And I will say that from the people that grew up with a lot of money and resources and things kind of like more handed to them, Those people didn't know how to deal with stress, bro. Those people were giving challenges like in college when we had group projects and stuff like that, and they would lose it so easily. And I'm like, have you never just like worked through something alone before? (laughs) Hey, man, it's just a different way of living. But yeah, I think I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay, you must have never experienced uh, being low income or poverty. (laughs) Yeah, and I think there's also something where like, if you're like used to a certain lifestyle, then it's not even a treat. You know what I'm saying? But if you're like a ris- like if you were raised with not that, everything seems like a little treat. You know what I'm saying? So like I remember when I like sometimes I still for the most part only secondhand shop just based on the environmental impact. But when I do splurge a little bit, I feel like I'm splurging a lot, and I feel like. If you can like reset your mind and change this perspective so that like a little treat becomes super fun instead of like you having to spend $4,000 to get like the same amount of serotonin, I think you can rewire your brain, okay? Don't let anyone tell you you can't. You definitely can. You just need to change your perspective and like work on it, but it's something you can do. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure by society to kind of like have really nice things. And but what I want to say about that is like a lot of things are it's a facade. Okay, yeah, a lot of people rent their clothing. There is literally a subscription. You can rent clothes that's basically designer and that way you don't have to buy it like and people or people like will buy outfits and then return them. So it's Mm -hmm. not like they own those things like at all. Or or they're putting it on their credit card. Yeah. And credit card debt is one sneaky little hoe. Okay. Yeah. We don't we don't need those vibes. We don't need that energy. When I first moved to New York, obviously I had to buy a lot of things. So I used my credit card and I was like starting to feel the heat. I was like, wait, 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 wait. We gotta we gotta reconsider why we want our life to be here because if you allow yourself to get into credit card debt and then you get in any type of tough spot, like Basically, social like and class is like one thing that can move around any any point of your life, right? You can always make money. You can always lose money. Yeah. So if you are ba- basically living paycheck to paycheck and you get into a car accident, per se, and you don't have insurance, you deplete right into the poverty line, baby. Or even if you're middle yeah. income and something happens, you lose your job, anything, those that mobility can go up and fucking down. So I would say like with a credit card debt, that's one that like seems fake but it isn't like that shit's super real and that can really impact a lot of things in your life 
credit card debt is is like the thing is is that I feel like there's like two things about credit card debt like how you can get into trouble one of them is just like you're overspending your means like you literally just don't have the money or two you have this like false sense of idea that like you're gonna be getting more money soon or something Mm. like I think sometimes people are like oh well you know I'm I'm gonna get a raise or I'm gonna get a new job without I mean instead of just waiting they just spend things above their means but for me like when I got into credit card debt it was because I I was I was in Europe I was I had no money (laughs) things kind of went south and I maxed out three credit cards okay (gasps) um (laughs) And you're like, everything's going to be fine. Well, no, I, I honestly didn't think things were going to be fine. But, like, I kind of... Like, had to make it work. I had to make it work. This was the kind of situation where, like, it would have been more expensive for me to buy a plane ticket home than it would have been just to, like, put things on my credit card. Like, you know, it was like, like, do I want to spend two weeks in Europe or do I want to buy a ticket home right now? Because it was like the t- last minute tickets from Paris to Europe, it, Paris to Seattle are like three thousand four thousand dollars it was a mess okay it was a fucking mess bro getting out of that (laughs) is so much harder than getting into it you could go into like a couple you know you buy one thing two things three things and then it took me years to get out of it and it's like wow and people are i don't know like it's really hard especially when i think student loan debt's a little bit different because your interest rates on those aren't insane your interest rate on credit cards is literally like fucking cuckoo bananas like most of them are like 25 percent. so it's like for every dollar you spend you owe 25 more cents on that dollar every month though yeah it's ugh, it's it's terrible it's terrible and it affects your credit and it affects your ability to get a lot of things, to get an apartment mm-hmm. by yourself. And some people don't have people to like co-sign for them or like be guarantors. So be mindful that credit card debt is really real. And I've met a lot of, especially young people in New York, they'll like move to New York and they're like, I had to literally chop up my credit cards because like no self-control. Scary. If you don't think you can have a credit card, there are like transitional types of cards that it's like a debit card, but you like build your credit on it. And maybe that's like a good way to start doing that. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be honest, like I, I have an insane credit line where like if I were to max out my cards now, I would fucking, I'd be shit out of luck. Right. But you could always have like a lower credit line. Like you can literally call a credit card company and like, I only want like $500 or $750 or something if you cannot control so that like if you do max it out, then it's like, okay, well, I only owe $750 instead of like $15,000. But you know what? No judgment. Okay. No one's perfect. Everybody's learning. Everybody needs to live it to learn it. So if you're in a tough spot... We're here for you. Not financially. I don't have that much money, okay? But (laughs) in spirit, I'm here for you. Well, it's a learning experience that I just think, like, some people learn quicker than other people about stuff like this. And I I definitely can relate to having, like, expensive tastes and liking nice things, you know? Like, I, I will tell you, if, if I were to go into a store and there were 100 coats and none of them had price tags on them, I would almost guarantee you I would buy I would pick the most expensive coat. I'd be like, oh my God, this fabric, this stitching. Like I get it. That one. <laughs> you know, that one. And then it's like, oh, that one's like fifteen thousand dollars. It's like, oh god damn it. Well, I can't get Got that it. one, even yeah, though that's yeah. the one that I want. <laughs> and like if I had unlimited money, my 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 life would look very different. Like what I would have would be different. But that's not the reality of the situation, okay? So we gotta 
we got to play within our tax bracket. 100%. It's okay. It's okay to live within your tax bracket. So speak, uh, speaking of taxes, okay, New York is fucking expensive. If anybody is thinking about moving to New York, I think my, my one <laughs> point of advice would be is figure out your income taxes before you get here and kind of know what you're signing up for because it's kind of fucking ridiculous. Like a third of my paycheck I'm making the most money I've ever made and yeah. taking the least amount of it home because it's all like going to state, federal, and city tax. Uh, that was a big shocker to me that I did not look into whatsoever before moving to New York that I think like, obviously it makes sense for me to live here just like with what I want to do with my life and everything. But it like, it's not, I, I think a lot of people move to New York sometimes for the vibes. They're like, oh my God, like living in New York or he's South yeah. Park. Uh, it's not that fun when you don't get to take that much money home because everything is so fucking expensive. So definitely like place, I feel plays a really big factor on like financial situations. Uh, obviously if you live in the middle of butt fuck nowhere and there's really nothing else to do other than make money and you work from home, what an amazing place to be to save money, live your life. I think one of the places with the lowest or no income tax is Washington. Washington has amazing yeah. like uh, taxes. That's why a lot of companies like Microsoft, Jake Be- Jeff Bezos, all those fuckers set it up in Washington is because of their uh, taxes. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing when you're coming out of college where that was like kind of a sticker shock is that my first job sounded really good, but then you get, you like look after taxes, you're like, wait, this is so much less than, you know, you don't really think about it because I think that especially like I used to get money back from the government with tax season. It was like always like, oh, yeah, I get money. <laughs> no, now they're like, you owe us 30. <laughs> this year they were like, you owe $35. And then it's $35 to file this. So like, what card do you want to put on file for to pay Uncle Sam $30. And I'm just like, how dare you? Oh, <laughs> how dare you bring this up? Like, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> like, I would be so embarrassed if I were them to ask me for $30. You know, it's like you have bajillions of dollars and you're a trillion dollars in debt. Like, and I need, you need me to give you $30. <laughs> can we get like a home inspection? And like, you guys can see that you don't need the $30 more than I do. <laughs> just saying <laughs> no for real <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> this is a point that Berenice wrote out but like I very much like level with this it's like having friends with that make a different amount of money oh money and friendships it's a hard place to live with that I think sometimes. It, it's now I want to say it's easier now but then now it kind of is harder in some ways my biggest thing is that like I feel like if people were more transparent about things things would go over a lot more smoothly and like you wouldn't have any type of like arguments or disagreements like if you're tra- planning a girl's trip with people who make a fucking a wide range of amount of money let's be upfront and say this is what we want to spend per night are you comfortable with that and then stick to that because like when me and ariana went to new york like we literally it was all good because we already had like discussed like this is how much we want to pay for a hotel this is how much we like how many nice dinners we want to go to and that's how much this is going to cost so then you just don't have like anything to like stress out about 
No, and when you got there, I was like, fucking Uber, we're subwaying. And Ella was yeah. like, I'm tired, my feet are tired, I'll get the Uber. And I was like, no, bitch, you're getting on the subway. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, in, in my defense, I literally don't, I don't know why, but ever since I broke my ankle like five years ago, I didn't go to the physical therapist like I was Ugh. supposed to because, you know, because of co-pays, money, you know, fucking bullshit. Yeah. And my ankle has been fucked. So every time I try to wear heels, like, two times a year, I always am like, this is the worst mistake I've ever made. But you have to wear heels to get into the club. Yeah. They don't let flats and sneakers in. No, they don't. They don't do that. We should change that. We should change that. Only sneakers at the club. Yeah. On uh, some things with, like, there's a saying in Spanish. It's uh, amistades, uh, cuentas claras, amistades largas. It's like, Having basically like no debt to each other like uh makes for a long friendship in English. Sounds a lot better in Spanish, but whatever. Um <laughs> essentially it just means like if you go out to eat with your friends and like obviously somebody's paying for it, you gotta split that bitch up. It gets uncomfy when people like don't pay you back on time or people owe you money. As a regular good like, rule of thumb, borrowing money from your friends is never a go. I think for me, it just makes it awkward. It makes situations a little weird. Have Being clear about kind of like where you stand financially or your plan with people from the beginning, I think is nice. I've, I've been in different tax brackets throughout my life. And when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I had friends that grew up with a lot of money. And I could hang because I worked. You know what I yeah. mean? So like I grew up working. So I had money to spend with them. And I would say most of the time it ended up being actually me paying for things. And I was just like, wait, like you live in a mansion in like a really bougie part of Seattle. But we just spent 400 of my dollars and you don't give a fuck? Okay, cool. And that made some of my friendships a little weird just because it, it wasn't like I didn't mind spending the money. It was just like, you don't have the same perception of money as I do. Therefore, and, and like, I'm not your parent, bitch. Like, I don't got to pay your bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in that way, it, growing up was weird. Now it's a little better because I obviously sometimes I have people, I have friends that like make less money than I do. And so people that make more. So being like kind of like the middleman sometimes and being like, this is, this is where we bridge. wherever I'm comfy spending like are you good are you good uh but it can definitely get tricky you know like my one of like the like a a frustrating thing that happened to me in college a lot is I had a car so I would I would drive to Idaho and buy liquor at Idaho liquor prices which was very significantly lower than Washington state and the two types of people that would pay me back for this would be like Someone would pay me like a dollar under what something cost and they didn't include like tax because there still was sales tax. And then the person that would overpay me. And it's like, I don't want to ask you for two dollars, but it's like I'm doing you a favor. So I would like love for you to just pay me what you owe me. Like what? And it created such like a weird thing. And I feel like I did not become close to some of the people that I just stopped doing things for them. And it was like, dude, like this is such an awkward position for me to be in. And maybe it's just me because I don't feel like being petty and being like, hey, it was actually 1334. And if we were out to dinner, I wouldn't care about it. But it's like when I'm purchasing something for you and going out of my way and i'm putting miles on my car i'm paying for the gas in my car i have to take my time out of my day like i'm a goddamn personal assistant like at least pay me what you owe me yeah yeah and different friendships have different you know 
rules with money. I know like in our some of our past friendships, it was like sometimes we didn't really like charge each other because we knew we were going to go out again and one person was going to get the next or whatever, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. But you do really have to spend time with people to get to know how they are about money and if you're comfortable spending the way that they spend. And if not, just make clear boundaries about that so you don't get put in an uncomfortable situation. And I would like to say, like, nowadays, like, before, I used to, like, hate asking a waitress to split the bill because it's like, oh, this is going to be super complicated. POS systems have come a long way. I always tip 20%. So, like, splitting the bill three ways, is it, like, the end of the world? Like, I really try to be not a nuisance to people. But, like, it honestly takes a lot of the slack off when you just are, like, before dinner even starts. I usually just tell the waitress, depending on who I'm with, like, hey, we're going to split this, like, three ways. Or, like, however, you know, like, we're going to have separate checks or whatever. And then I always over tip. And they're happy to do it. I've literally never had anyone say anything to me about it. But, like, I think that kind of eases anxiety because I know, like, this is very, like, a popular thing you see online of, like, they wanted us. Or even my friend was talking about how um, he went out with people and they all bought, like, oysters. And the oysters were, like, you know, it's, like, $5 per oyster and everyone got like 30 oysters each and he didn't eat oysters and then they were like oh let's split this evenly so this is easy and he was like absolutely not like we're not splitting this evenly you guys just got a hundred dollars worth of oysters i just got here i sat here with my app okay and uh, yeah so just telling people before yeah what the situation is very true and listen i i really don't care about money like that like if you feel entitled that i owe you whatever i will pay it to you i don't need to argue about money but I will say that it will definitely turn me off from friendships if people are, like, stingy. I, I don't like it. I remember one time somebody literally charged me for one beer out of a six-pack. Like, somebody I went out with constantly where, like, I felt like yeah. that was super weird. Like I was like, you just really charged me, like, $2 I was for a beer and a six-pack that I, I didn't really, like, want to get. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, but I was like, okay, yeah, sure. You're I, Like, I yeah, you. that person was like, hey, do you want me? Do you, Would you like a beer? And you're like, oh, sure. And then they're yeah. like, okay, yeah, that'll be two dollars. It's like, well, I didn't really no, want I didn't, it. no, literally. I got the Venmo, I got the Venmo, and I was like, is this for the one beer out of that six pack I drink? And she was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, remind me to literally never split anything with you again. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I I don't need to be scavenging pennies like that. If you're in a tough spot, let me know. But like, that's weird, bro. That's a little weird. <laughs> All right. I will say that I, <laughs> uh, to wrap up with the with the friends stuff, destination weddings I think are stupid. Sure. How do you want to tell your friends to come celebrate your love in Mexico for two thousand dollars? Ridiculous. I mean, I think I honestly I feel like I. We talked about this a little bit with Adam, but like I used to be obsessed with weddings, but now I don't see myself having one because of how expensive it is to me and other people, you know? Yeah. It it just seems like there just seems like there's no good way around it because either you're making your friends come out like $2,000 for your event and then they have other friends too. It's not like you're the only wedding they're ever going to go to. But then again, you kind of want your day to be your day. So I think I'm going to like elope and just say, hey, no one, like no one's invited. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want instead of like expecting people to spend a lot of money to celebrate. Yeah. And usually like at a resort when you can literally go spend half of that money and live it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I I haven't been to that many weddings, but 
I mean, I've seen some very cute weddings that have been just done on a budget so that everyone can participate, and I love that. But honestly, if your dream wedding is, like, out of control, then I feel like you just can't have the expectation that people are going to be there. Yeah. That puts a lot of, like, stress in your friends because obviously yeah. they care about you. They want to be there for your day. But it's like, uh, do I really want to spend that much money to go, like, celebrate them? Not fucking really. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard. Yeah. I think it's hard because most of the time I would say, like, yeah, I do want to spend that amount of money. But... Also, none of my friends are going to get married anytime soon. doesn't look like so. I'm never. And I, if you get a divorce, do I get a refund or how does that work? I think you you literally <laughs> have, you have you can't go to a wedding thinking that you're not going to get divorced. Like they probably are. Like you're just going to a fun party, you know? <laughs> yeah. To a destination really fun event. Hopefully there's good food. <laughs> Funding your passions. I am. Uh, I would say that uh, if you were to look into my life, you would think, that bitch has money just because I like I go to music festivals. I wear a lot of new stuff. But the reality of the situation is I make most of my clothes. Uh, I have most of my clothes are hand me downs. I have friends with spending problems. Thank God for them. So every time they get rid of stuff, they let me go through their bags of clothes. And you know what I can do? I can style anything. So honestly, being creative goes a long way and resourceful. I really don't buy that much clothes. And yeah, making things, there you go. If you're a little, if you put a little effort, you don't have to spend a bunch of money to like look good, feel good. Also brands, if you like buying designer stuff, like it's cool if you want to treat yourself. I just don't feel like at the end of the day, a, a brand only has the power that you give it, right? That's how it, they literally, it's a social construct. So they gain recognition based off you. If you decide that you don't give a fuck about a brand, then they lose all their power credibility. So I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people put a lot of emphasis on having these like nice things when you can have nice things that aren't necessarily screaming. I paid thousands of dollars for this. You know, I have a the way that I budget, I feel like is like a pretty good balance between enjoying your life. And like, I feel like there's some people that are on the budgeting spectrum of like, you can never have you can never like the reason why you're in the financial situation that you are is because you go out to coffee, you go out to dinner, you know, you buy new clothes and all this stuff. And like, I think a lot of people like talk down to people who spend any type of money and expect everyone to be super duper frugal. But I think what it's a, what you should do instead is decide what you want to spend money on, no much how much money you have to spend on that thing and then go from there. Mm-hmm. I personally don't eat out that often just because I cook at home a lot and that saves me a lot of money. I do use a Lush bath bomb like almost every day. Um, I have a Lush line item. It's just, it brings me joy, man. Like buying a Starbucks coffee for $5 and now buying Starbucks coffee is like $10. That really doesn't bring me that much joy. But my little bubble bath at the end of the day, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. It's my favorite thing I do. That's it. And that's kind of the only thing I spend money on besides athletic wear but then I, I I'm basically done but I just had kind of have switched sides so I had to like actually my dog eats all my clothing so I at this point just had to buy a couple new things <laughs> uh because I was busting out of the holes in my goddamn leggings but um yeah I think that if you you should just spend money on things that you actually bring you joy and if that's going to festivals and concerts then do that if that's clothes do it within reason but then you're gonna have to cut somewhere else you know yeah 
I agree. My entire budget this year really has fun has been funding my passions, aka going to music festivals, and it works to the point. But it has to be very strategic. Like I don't want to buy a bunch of festival tickets and be stressed, right? So it's like, how do I move things around? And I would say, like for me, getting a a nice little iced latte or a coffee or going to a coffee shop like really does bring me joy. But sometimes I think like, okay, I'm gonna do all these other fun things realistically. We only get coffee like on this day of the week. Yeah. And it's like I do it on Fridays. It's like my last day of the week. I go to like a coffee shop. I sit there. I enjoy my coffee. I don't do like any big like branded like coffees. I go to like small owner coffee shops and I sit my ass down. I give them my seven dollars, maybe even ten if I'm getting a Danish. OK. Yeah. Um, and then I that works with treating myself, supporting a small business <laughs> and still going within my budget. <laughs> Well, I I mean, honestly, another thing is that like supporting small businesses, your money goes so much further. And this goes with fashion and everything. Like one thing that I do buy every month is I usually buy like a piece like a art print or something cool from a small business because honestly, money there actually matters. Like you spending $50 at a small business is going to go way further. Like, I'm sorry, but like most designer brands don't really give a fuck that you gave them $1,500. Like that is just such a penny in the bucket to them. Like it's not doing anything but funding billionaires versus spending $50 like at a local establishment and on an artist, a struggling artist. Um, Not that all artists are struggling, but you know, that actually makes a difference and stuff. So it's like, I don't know, just think about kind of what you're thinking what's your ethos like why are you buying this item like is it something that you're actually going to use love forever because now designer brands are having so many seasons that it's almost like fast fashion at this point it things have changed a lot in the past 10-15 years so shop accordingly Shop accordingly. And no shame. I'm a material girl, okay? Right now, the issue really is I don't have any more room in my closet. But, you know, I'm mindful. Conscious consumption really is key. All right, Ella, any lasting thoughts about our monies? You know, the last the last little thing. So basically, I don't know. Have you seen that TikTok where this girl's talking about how $100,000 isn't a lot of money? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I've seen it. I think people should just be be I don't want to say like be for real but like honestly I think people need to gain a little bit perspective because I know that like from my experience because I'm in the beginning of my careers I'm usually the lowest paid worker at my workplace I kind of know that and so you look at people around you and you're like look at how much money I could be making which is true but then I feel like it'd be better off to appreciate where you're at and be like okay well Am I happy with where I'm at based on where I was five years ago? Am I on the right path to where I want to be in five years? And I get wanting to get paid according to your value. But sometimes I'm just like, bro, you're in like the top 20%. I'm going to disagree with you. Obviously, it like $100,000 sounds like can be a lot depending on where you live. Yo, living in New York. I mean, the thing about that is like, obviously, when I grew up, my parents were making less money than I'm making and they sustained a family, right? So in that perspective, shit, that is a lot of money. But in my perspective, like, I would say like, I have a nice-ish apartment, like I have okay stuff, but I'm still like stressed. Yes, do I have expenses that could be lowered? I could live a more frugal life? 100%, 100%. But $100,000 a year, I think in New York, literally, if you make under $100,000, you're considered low income bro like (laughs) yeah Uh, 
it is this stressful. Obviously, it comes from a place of privilege. Okay, that statement one hundred percent comes from a place of privilege. Like you have to be making a specific amount of money, spending enough amount of money where you feel like a hundred thousand dollars just like isn't where you want to get. But having sometimes being mindful, obviously, of the fact that like yes, you are surrounded by people who are constantly. We're in a capitalist society where you're just like, you have to make more money, you have to make more money. Money does open a lot of doors for people. There's a lot of people in different types of situations where if they had more money, they could navigate a lot of situations better. However, do I feel like society gives people chances to do that? No. Like, obviously, like, you know, there's a lot that goes into, like, the opportunities that you get out of college. For me, it's don't compare yourself to other people that maybe are surrounding you because you're not the same, right? You grew up with different opportunities. You grew up with different values. Some people do money for different things. Some people are corrupt. And I'm not talking about, like, OnlyFans and stuff like that because I've thought about starting to sell feed pics, okay, because I, I hate working. But I, I'm more talking about, like, people make different choices to make different amounts of money. But as long as you can sit there and be happy with your choices and live every day how you want to live it, if you're not making a ton of money, like don't sit there and like beat up yourself because you're not making as much money as you wish you were making. At the end of the day, you could die tomorrow. And if you like make all your life about making money, like you don't take that with you, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, you know, obviously, like, it's like comparison killed the cat. I don't even think that's the saying. Oh, curiosity killed the cat. There's (laughs) another one about comparison. But, like, I feel like a lot of people get a lot of hate on those types of posts because it's, like, it's people will say it's tone deaf. And I feel like another way to look at it is, like, you know, I really would love for people to talk not more about them making more money, but, like, we should probably all make more money, right? Like... We yeah. like think about all of the minimum wage workers that you interact with in a day to make your life better. And if you think that, you know, if you think that's your income is not cutting it, think about all the people that are making less than that. And we need to have like a socialist revolution because be- <laughs> I, I know what it- we jump straight to it. We just- <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I know what it's, I mean, I know what it, it, it's crazy that I live in a city and I live on an income that I can never afford property in my area. Like I would have to, like, I literally couldn't. And, you know, I, and then I'm also thinking about what it was like for someone who makes minimum wage, who has to live in this city too. Like, just because, where do you think these people live? Like people who are making minimum wage? No. I don't know. I don't know how families do it. I really do not know how people, like, there's obviously, there's hella families in New York. How do you afford things? I'm... I don't know. I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, things to think about. Food for thought. Food for thought. (laughs) Wherever you're at, you know, I think that's always good to aspire for something better for yourself. But I think there's also a lot of power in appreciating what you have in the right now and what you can do to make your situation more, more better. (laughs) But we love more better. We love more better. More better. <laughs> All right, everybody. And that's the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please subscribe. Okay, subscribe. Tell your friends. Send send an episode that you like to a homie. Help us out. Love us. It's it's the month of love. It's really the least you can do. Okay. <laughs> Go follow us on social media at things number four your concern. Mine is at Bernice Diaz M. And I'm at Ella L Tudor. Bye. Bye.